0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. I want to talk today about what were you thinking? Uh, We're continuing a series we started last Monday and Tuesday. Uh, We're looking at some of the disciples and you say, well, how does that tie in with what you were thinking? Well, when Jesus chose these 12 guys to be the guys that spent almost two years of life with him, and we're going to change the world and spread the gospel, these are not the people that we probably would have chosen. I think we would have been asking, Jesus, what were you thinking? I mean, he didn't go to the religious places. He didn't go to the synagogues, the temples. Uh, He didn't go to the universities for the most educated people. He didn't go Talk with any of the business owners that have been very successful and wealthy and just said, Hey, would you like to be on my board or part of my team or could you refer somebody? No. He chose people just like you and just like me that had uh, weaknesses, uh, had failures, and yet together he helped them changed the world by showing them what it was like to be in a personal relationship with God. Last week, we looked at Andrew. This week, we're going to look at James. Uh, James referred to in the Bible as uh, James and John, uh, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them the sons of thunder. And, you know, when you get a nickname like that, you know, he must have a big personality, uh, must be kind of a little bit, maybe a on the hot-headed side let's say occasionally and yet that's what i love God didn't just have Jesus choose just people that were mild, meek, Mother Teresa type. He had people with all different types of personalities. And so uh, I love, you last week we looked at Andrew, and today as we look at James, uh, I I like to quote my brother Andrew, who was not one of the disciples, but was a Dutch Christian missionary. He said, the Bible is full of ordinary people who went to impossible places and did wondrous things simply because they decided to obey god so i want to ask you today what is it that god's asking you to do that if you're honest you know you've just been kind of avoiding Uh, if you make a phone call to somebody that you know you need to be checking on and God's just laid them on your heart several times but you haven't quite followed through on that yet or uh Maybe there's somebody, God said, you know, I want you to get them a gift card. They're going through a really, really tough time. Or maybe there's somebody you need to schedule coffee with. Um, Or maybe it's just write a note of encouragement. I mean, how nice is it when you get a handwritten note from somebody just saying thank you or thinking of you or praying for you? I mean, man, it's a game changer. Because mainly all I get now is junk mail or bills. And when I get that occasional handwritten note from somebody, I tell you what, man, that can carry me for a week. But if you don't have time, at least send a text to somebody and be a source of encouragement and help uh, somebody else grow in their faith. But a little background on James, kind of known as the apostle or disciple of passion because of a nickname like Son of Thunder. James was one of the three disciples that were in Jesus' closest inner circle, yet he's the least familiar to us. Say it again. James is one of the three disciples that were kind of in Jesus' crew, you know, his boys, so to speak, yet he is the least familiar to us. hear a lot more about Peter and John than we do him. And when you hear James' name mentioned in the Bible, it's always paired with his younger and better brother known, John. The only time actually that James is mentioned in the Bible is in the book of Acts where his martyrdom is recorded. Like I said, he is mentioned other times, but it's always with his brother, John. But the only time he's mentioned by himself was when he lost his life, and we'll be looking at that in tomorrow's program. But I love how Jesus called him, uh, called him to be a follower and to be a part of the team. Uh, it says in John chapter 1, verses 16-20, through 20, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon Peter and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water. For they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. You know, last year... uh, Actually, 2022. It's hard to believe. It's already been a a little over, almost a year and a half, not quite uh, September 2022. When I was blessed to go to the Holy Land for the first time in my life, and uh, what a life changing event it was. But people ask me what were, you know, the place that spoke to you the most that just really touched your heart. And the two that come to mind for me are number one, the Garden of Gethsemane, and we're going to be looking at that here uh, probably tomorrow's program. And secondly, the place where, on the Sea of Galilee, where we just read, where Jesus said to Simon Peter, and his brother Andrew, and to James and John, "Come, follow me." And friends, they left. They left everything. They left their their job. You know, it goes on to say in verses eighteen through. 19 to 20, a little further up the shore, when he saw James and John in a boat repairing the nets, he called them at once. And they also followed them, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. So, you know, you just never know when Jesus might show up. It might call you to do something. And I love that, friends. That's why I get excited. Thankful we get a fresh start every 24 hours, right? We get a fresh start every 24 hours. So thankful for that. But my takeaway from this passage of scripture and and with with James and his being called to be on Jesus' team is that sometimes to follow Jesus we got to step out of our comfort zone. Say it again. Sometimes to follow Jesus we have to step out of our comfort zone. I mean, for James, I mean that last part of that in verse twenty of James chapter one says they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Well, the reason they were known as Sons of Zebedee is because that was a prominent name back then. If people identified you associated with somebody else, that meant that that person was prominent. And they owned a fishing business, uh, you can tell by, it says, when they left their father and the boat with the hired men. So they obviously, yeah, being a fisherman was hard work, but they were going to inherit this boat business, I'm sure, this fishing business from their dad yet they left the comfort, job security that they would have and being a future business owner to follow Jesus. And you know, as I thought back to this, it reminded me when I felt like God was calling me into ministry back in uh, 2003, and I was about ready to be ordained uh, at buried Christian church uh, outside of Cynthia, Kentucky, where I had been the interim pastor for about a year and a half, and uh, was bivocational and yet uh the leadership came to me the elders and said it's obvious god's hands on your life and we feel like you should be ordained because we want you to be our full-time pastor and this church it would have been tough to survive on the salary but the, the part that was such a blessing was they had a parsonage right next to the church a pretty nice house actually and so i wouldn't have a house payment And so at the salary they would pay me, I could live. wouldn't be room for extras like Starbucks or anything, (laughs) but I could survive. And yet at that time, I got contacted by a church in Lexington, Northeast Christian Church. Uh, A guy that I had a lot of respect for, Whit Criswell, was the pastor there. And uh, the church was really growing. It was running almost 800 and had one associate minister and said, you know, we need to hire another associate. And I think you're the guy. But the bad news was they could only offer the same salary they were going to at uh, Berry Christian Church. And so I lived in a one-bedroom apartment in Lexington This was after the flood, bankruptcy, and divorce. And I was starting over again. And I had a five-year-old car that I had gotten paid off and didn't have a car payment. But still, I was going to have to pay for an apartment each month. And honestly, I didn't know how I was going to be able to make it. But I felt like God was asking me to step out in faith and do this. And from talking with family members and a couple of trusted friends, I felt like I just need to step out in faith. And so I did that in August of 2003 after getting ordained. And then I stepped out in faith, started Northeast. In fact, on that first day of the job, I'm filling out the paperwork. The human resource director said, You know, we, uh, Thought about it, looked at the and thought, you know, nobody can live on this, so we're going to give you a $2,000 raise. So God already, by stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping in faith, I mean, I literally had been the job maybe 30 minutes and got a $2,000 raise. Of course, you divide that over 52 weeks. It's not a lot, but hey, at that point, uh, yeah, it's like around 40 bucks a week, but my goodness, hey, that was gas money right there, okay? Each week to get back and forth to work back then forty dollars would get you through a week with gas so and my first my first uh, office was actually in an electrical closet <laughs> an electrical closet and so I'm just uh, I mean it was so hot in there in the summer you could barely get one you get a table and one chair if I had somebody else get in uh, we had to move the door. Uh, to get to slide the chair in and let them slide in. And uh, I mean, it was tight. And in the summertime, when those circuit breakers were going off, uh, sweat would just roll down my back because it was really hot in there. But you know what? I loved it. I knew that God had called me. I'd stepped out of my comfort zone, trusting him financially, vocationally. And God just blessed the areas of ministry that God entrusted me there. A couple of years later, the church has run over a thousand. They needed executive pastor, and the leadership there decided that they thought I was the person to be the executive pastor. And so then I was uh, helped. I was right behind the pastor, helped lead the church, and uh, was blessed. We opened a new building and uh, just had a, a beautiful, huge office that uh, had lots of meetings in, and uh, just so fortunate. But it all started with stepping out of my comfort zone and trusting God to financially provide, and all started in the electrical closet, the electrical room, maybe you might call it. So anyway, uh, I don't know if that encourages anybody today, not saying you need to step out into ministry, but maybe God is calling you to do something that might get you out of your comfort zone to follow Him. One of the cool things about James, though, he was fortunate to be a part of some powerful moments. Um When Jesus healed Jairus' 12-year-old daughter, I mean, he raised her from the dead. James, Peter, and John, his crew, the three guys he did life with the most intimately, they were there to see that. And, you know, I'm just so thankful when God lets us be a part of things like that. And yet he's still doing miracles today, friends. Uh, I believe God's got the details. I had somebody reach out to me that listens to Hope is here all the time that said, Hey, I heard you share last week that sometimes God shows up and sometimes God shows out. Well, things have been moving slowly uh, with my boss making, uh, having just lots of work and final in year decisions to do with the holidays, et cetera. But yesterday I was appointed through April 15th to stay as the interim manager of my uh, job. And she said, that is the day that my husband will be able to work again. So I know, at least for the next three months, that the kids and I will be taken care of the rest of the time until my husband is able to have employment again. No one at work knew the significance of this date, but God did. I'm still praying that the interview process goes well and that I eventually will be permanently placed in this position, but knowing at least I will have it through April 15th is all God. Thanks be to God. Friends, I love that, yes, 2,000 years ago, God was working. And no, that's not raising somebody from the dead. But for a a mom that's uh, having to provide for her family while her husband's unable to work for a season in life, and thankfully he is going to be here in about three months. But God is a God of details. And I think he wanted this precious woman of God, woman of faith, to know, I see where you're at. And so they made her position at least permanent through April 15th. Friends, don't sleep on God. God's a God of details. He's still in the miracle working business. He hears your prayers. He knows your needs. Sometimes we don't get the things we want, but He always takes care of our needs. So I hope that you're encouraged by that story. Well, Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we're going to look more tomorrow at the Apostle James and just see what we can learn from his life as being a part of Jesus, uh, the 12 guys that Jesus chose in around two years of ministry to spread the gospel throughout the world. Thanks for listening. If you've been blessed by this program, I hope you'll share it with somebody else. Tune in again tomorrow. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Did you know that Hope is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one minute Cup of Hope, available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.